All right, welcome to the Sons of Fantasy Football League podcast. Brought to you, brought to you by Red Triangle Sports. I'm your host Matt Kozlowski, the Denver Desert Dog, joined by Eddie Mitchum. Good to be here, Matt. Is it? Yeah. Um. Also joined by Shane Stein. Great to be here, Matt. Uh, we are here to talk NBA. Um. Sorry. Not NBA. We love the NBA, though. Just kidding. Um, Never thought in my life I would be watching the opening night of NBA over a playoff baseball game. But that's where we're at right now. So, and I'm okay with it. Sixers are getting beat up here in the fourth quarter a little bit against the Wizards. You guys excited about NBA being back? Absolutely. Can we say that it is the best DFS game out there, out of all of them? Yes. I enjoy it. I do. It's fun. There's just po- You get points for anything. It's great. <laughs> I know. You're a pinball machine. I know. <laughs> I think it, yeah, I think it helps me get over my slot machine issues that I have. So, <laughs> um, I know Sher and Papa Kaz are excited to play. Anyone else that... Bowl, you know, you've gone through baseball and football with us. If you want to dabble, let us know. Um, but more importantly, we need to talk week seven in the Sons of Fantasy Football League. But before we get there, let's kick it off with a little trivia since we've had no trivia the last two weeks. All right, uh, got one ready for you guys tonight. Let me guess, we're going to go stump the Schwab style. We're going to go stump the Schwab style tonight. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got. 17 names in front of me. Oh my god. 17 names. You need to you need to name me a player that is leading his division in fantasy production in our league as a wide receiver or running back. There are 17 players cuz there is a tie in one of the divisions. Points per game, fantasy production. Leading their division as a running back or a wide receiver. So there's a running back and a wide receiver from each division. Correct. One of the divisions has two. This sounds dreadful. What'd you say, Ed? This sounds dreadful. Sounds dreadful. As usual. (laughs) Basically, you're naming the. Name the best, best player best in each division. <laughs> the best player in each division. <laughs> oh, okay. At running back and wide receiver. Oh, okay. I get it now. <laughs> uh, sure. Uh, I'll take Kareem Hunt. That's correct. He leads the AFC West for all running backs. Um, I will take Antonio Brown. That is correct. He leads the AFC North for wide receivers. Um, Leonard Fournette. That is correct. He leads the AFC South for all running backs. Uh, Todd Gurley. Correct. He leads the NFC West for all running backs. Christopher Thompson. Correct. He leads the NFC East 
um, Devontae Adams. Correct. He does lead the NFC North for all wide receivers. Devonta Freeman. Correct. Leads the NFC South. Um, Mr. Larry Legend Fitzgerald. Correct. He does lead the NFC West. get a little Jordan Howard. These guys are good, man. He does lead the NFC North. Guys are just rolling. Uh, Christopher Hogan. Incorrect. Wow. He does not lead the AFC East. Wide receivers. I guess I'll throw it out there. I'm not uh, real confident in this, but LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn McCoy does lead the poor AFC East running back. Poor. <clears throat> I think on that the one I was going to go with that was safer with Michael Crabtree. Is incorrect. Wow. Uh, it's still Reek. Tyreek Hill still has Crabtree by point .2. Um, you had the right team. ball. <laughs> You had the right team in the East there. Um, wrong like, guy. Brandon they, Cooks leads Hogan by point one per game so far as. Wow. So. AFC <laughs> um, North running back, Juice. Sorry, say that again? AFC North running back is Juice. No, it is uh, Le'Veon Bell. That's Juice. Oh, I didn't know his name was Juice, but yes. Le'Veon. Uh, Reeks in the West for receivers. And then the top, uh, NFC South, Mike Evans. Uh, the ties in the NFC East for receivers, Des Bryant and Nelson Aguilar, Rookie of the Year candidate out of Philadelphia. Um, have a nice year. <clears throat> That's pretty good, Ed. Yeah, we did all right. You guys did well. That was fun. It made it easy that I pulled up the divisions and was able to just look at the teams and not go off the end. Yeah, that's that's helpful. Um, all right, let's go over the standings here. We are through one week of the crossover play. Two weeks of that left. Um, last week, I think it was an even split. Am I right? Uh, I think it was 4-2 for our division. I'm not sure, though. I'm positive. It was. Papa Kaz pulled out the dub. That's right. So, me, you, Bull, and Papa Kaz with dubs. Uh, for the Elway. Or the Favre. Not knocking Ed at all. We knew Ed was going to lose because of not having anyone available. So, I don't think he was too broken up about that loss. And he lost to a good team. I was pleased with the performance. Yeah. 
Um, so we got myself four and two. The Desert Dogs at the top of the Farve, and then everybody else is three and three, a game behind me. Um, pretty clustered. And then over in the Elway, got Spears and Butler at four and two. Mick at three and three by himself in second place. Um, and then the Park, the Clan, and the franchise all at two and four, two games back. Um, what stands out for you guys here in the standings? Nothing, probably. <laughs> um, anyone's ball game, it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, uh, pretty tough to get some separation this year, I guess. Jesus. Uh, everyone within two games of the top. Yeah. It's going to get interesting here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I've got to think 7-6 and six is going to be a playoff team at this point. And probably come down to a tiebreaker or two. Yeah, I'm just thinking ahead. It's going to make the uh, playoff tiebreaking prediction <laughs> scenarios that, a, little, a, little, a little clustered this year. That is part of your contract in... Uh, <laughs> In weeks 12 and 13, you are to deliver that message to the league. So, Yeah, if we could get some uh, some clarity before that, that'd be great. Much if, you, uh, if you don't deliver that, you are unfortunately kicked out of the league. So That's, <laughs> that's actually my only part of the league that I really love and enjoy, so I will do that. <laughs> Eddie, anything, anything stand out to you? Um, it sure seems like if you don't go... From the far division and win your Elway games, you're going to be out of the hunt. Yeah, you got to. I, I mean, you got to get the freebies. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's interesting because the way the pods are split up this year, you have some big things that just happened in the Elway division. So Spears lost Rogers. Now he did uh, make a quarterback swap that we're going to talk about here, so it's not completely lost for him. But Rodgers was a big part of that squad. The people that play Spears also play Sher, and we know about Sher's team. Um, on your guys' side, your pod plays Ty, who just gave everyone away yesterday. So he has literally nothing left. Um, and then I've also heard from Fegley that if I beat him this week, he's going to probably sell. So that could be some game-changing stuff there. Unfortunately, Good God, I hope you win. <laughs> unfortunately for your pod, um, neither of you get to play Butler in week nine, which is the Patriots bye week. So <laughs> he'll be minus Brady, Hogan, and Amendola. That'll be that'll be against Spears with possibly first place on the line in the LA. So definitely gonna be interesting there to see how that shakes out. Um, let's talk about the trades though while because the team that's really in third in the Elway may now have the best roster in the Elway. Um, Mixed Mad Dogs acquires Jay Ajayi and Alshon Jeffrey from his brother, the Fleetwood franchise, for $25 draft cash. Uh, Wayne Gallman, Deontay Foreman, and Jameson Crowder. What'd you guys think of that deal? from Nick's team. Uh, I feel like Jeffrey should start coming on here a little bit more. He's had some 
rough matchups. I feel like it's going to swing his way a little bit. Uh, still out on Ajayi. Still think he stinks. But I guess to be able to slot him in your RB2 behind Howard and get yourself a little bit of uh, Yeah. I, I would have liked to see Scherz, or uh, not sure. Ty try to get something back besides just the cash. I don't. I don't know where he's sitting with keepers at this point. Seemed like a sell move, but not sure. He's sitting well, the same place he's always sitting with keepers. Me- mediocre running backs that may start or may not start next year. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's hoping that. I don't know. I'm still kind of. I'm still kind of high on Dante Foreman. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think he could be a. I think he could be a keeper. I think he could get that job. Um, I can see that happening for sure. Um, Ty did say that was the linchpin in the deal for him. Mick was trying to get away from sending over Foreman, and Ty told him no deal without sending him. So, Yeah, I, I think Foreman could definitely be a, a nice keeper option. Um, I think we could see him take over that job before the end of this year. Certainly be a, a nice cheap option. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean... Looks like mixed mad dogs are uh, they're in for the long haul here. Yeah. Nice, nice move, nice ads. If they drop the next two weeks and go to three and five, they still have time to sell. So, it's one thing I want to look at next year. Our trade deadline is like week twelve. I think we could definitely move that up. Um, so just something to keep in mind here with three of the committee members here on the podcast. Other keepers, Eddie, to answer your question on Ty's team, um, potentially we talked about Foreman. I guess you could throw a bone at Gallman. Um, Dalvin Cook on the IR definitely was his best player prior to getting hurt. And then uh, Corey Davis and Marlon Mack. So a couple options there, interesting names at least. The other... I would have th- thought Chris Carson would have been a keeper option. I like the other guys better than Carson on this team. I like interesting. I and I don't like Carson coming off the injury. I liked Carson before he got hurt. I'm, all I'm saying is, guys in the NFL, they know a player when they see one. They do. Let's talk about that guy, Chris Carson. Also got traded over to uh, the franchise, Carson and Brita, for Pierre Garcon. Shane told me it was the worst trade in the league so far this year in <laughs> favor of Papakaz because he said that my original trade doesn't count as a trade because it has to be both sides getting something in a trade. So It's not a trade until you give him something back yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So technically yours isn't a trade yet. <laughs> yeah. That's weird because Papakaz has the same record as you. Alright, what'd you guys what'd you guys think of this one? Uh stealing. <laughs> yeah, I mean there's not much to say here. Yeah, it's just kind of just, thievery. Kind of just gave him Garcon. <laughs> for for <Wayfair. laughs> Guys that should be on the water. <laughs> it was it was like, kinda like a hey, I like you. Let's, uh, let's do this. You know, Garcon was a good ad. He's been, I think, I think he's been underwhelming, actually. He's a 20th ranked wide receiver. He's had a couple of really good weeks, a couple um, kind of clunkers out there. 
but there, I, was I, cash, there was cash involved in that trade, right? No, he got all twenty. There was no cash. He got all twenty-five from his brother. Uh, you're right. Oh yeah. So then, yeah, that's just kind of just gave it to him. <laughs> <laughs> so Shane, does that mean that you think my dad made a good move? Yeah. Okay. Yes, I do. It's weird. I love. Don't 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 even start with me. <laughs> good God, I. Everyone knows I love the Patriots, and sorry that I thought they made a really bad trade with you. I'm just going to voice my opinion, be honest about how I feel. I just wanted to hear it, that's all. All of a sudden, I'm the worst guy in the league, because I think I'm not, it's not, about someone making that's a not, That's not all of a sudden, so. Yeah. I'm always, I'm always the asshole of the league. I mean, nine a trade gets made, nine guys in the league think it's the worst deal ever, but I'm the asshole. Dick sucker, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not three guys in the league are like, oh, yeah, this is a good deal. The other nine are like, oh, this is bullshit. But I'm the asshole because I say <laughs> Well, I know there were three people who didn't think it was a bad deal, at least. I didn't hear from everyone. But two of them are your former league winners, me and Spears. And the third one was my dad, obviously. And he's got, like, the second most wins of all time in this league. So. Yes, those are the three. Yeah, so... <laughs> Not a bad three to be a part of there. Toe two. <laughs> huh? No. Toe two people. Why? <laughs> oh, that's right. You, you can't actually get a vote until you pay your league fee. That's right. <laughs> Sorry. And, Troy, that was the 18-minute mark that we made fun of you. He said, I talked to him this week, he said every time at the 15-minute mark, someone gets a dig in. At him not at him not setting his lineup or not spending any waiver money, and he, he said he said he was listening to the podcast last week and he called Fegley. He's like, "There it is, fifteen minute mark. I'm staring at this massive helmet in my living room, telling me that I won the league, but yet no one has any respect for me." Oh man! <laughs> so I thought that was funny. Alright, uh, last... Was there any other trades? Or was that it for this week? Oh, well, no. yeah. My dad and Spears. Uh, my dad sent Carson Wentz, Eddie Lacy, and $10 over to Spears for Dak and Tevin Coleman. I think the Patriots win. I think so, too. Yeah, I think Dak would have been fine as a replacement, but I also like the fact that Troy got ten bucks. I think my dad won the player's side, but if Troy's being honest with himself, he knows that without Aaron Rodgers, his team is much weaker. So he had already given up five, so he gets a little money back, but allows himself to stay competitive um, and still gives him a chance to possibly make the playoffs with his team. So I liked it for both sides. And my dad had my dad's now back to zero in money because he just traded the money that I gave him. So Shane, you look perplexed. No, I, I obviously I'm, I mean just getting Tevin Coleman. I think we all agree that Tevin Coleman's a better football player than Eddie Lacy. Um, yeah, I think so. He's probably got a little more a uh, little more explosiveness. That's a fair 
terminology there. So, I mean, yeah, obviously the, the Patriots, I think, are going to win the player side. Um, Spears picks up a little bit of cash. And I guess it comes down to, do you think Wentz or Prescott's going to be better the rest of the way? Um, I think that's kind of a, I think that's going to be even. I really don't – you can make an argument either way. Well, here's one other caveat to throw into this trade. Who wins the keeper side of this on the quarterback side? So Dak's $1, I believe, $1 or $2. Um, and then Wentz is 5 because my dad got him off free agency. Both, I think, are keeper candidates. Um, who do you guys like better in your crystal ball for next year? Wentz. It's not close. He's Wentz and it's not close. Okay. Um, I, actually, I forget who I was talking to the last week or two weeks ago. Uh, I don't know, it just came out of my mouth and I was just like, I just said this, but I said Wentz in like two or three years is going to be the best quarterback in this league. And he's like the next Aaron Rodgers, I feel like. That was probably one of Katie's family members you were trying to make feel good about the Eagles. I don't know, but, but I actually <laughs> believed it. I mean, I've been watching the, just watching the guy play. Just, he just looks special. He's good. Like he's, be- he's very good. Um, I think it's much closer. I'm going to take Wentz too, but I think it's much closer. I like Dak a lot. I th- I'm just impressed. Every time I watch Dak play, I'm impressed by him as well. And I don't want to sell him short. At Wentz, Wentz is better. He's a pure quarterback, but Dak's a playmaker. Um, we'll see how long his play can hold up. He, I guess there's a little bit of Russell Wilson in there that there and Robert Griffin. There's a little leg component to it that doesn't always carry up, but um, leadership qualities are outstanding in both players. So I think it's safe to say that that's going to be the quarterback battle in the NFCs for the next 10 years because I don't think Kirky will be there next year. <laughs> You love yourself some Kirk. Dude, he's so good. He gets no respect, and he's so good. He is really, really good quarterback, and he's going to sling it for Kyle Shanahan next year. All right, week seven matchups. Uh, bottom of the barrel matchup, Ty versus Phil. Um, talk about Ty's team first. Which running back on Ty's team has the most keeper potential? That's weird. We just talked about that. Uh, really high on Marlon Mack. Yeah, it took it right out of me. I was going to say uh, Marlon Mack as well. I like Mack, but I'm going to go Foreman. Um, I like. I don't think Lamar Miller's done anything to even keep that job this year, let alone next year. And that offense has proven to be a good running back system. So we'll see. I like both players, though. A lot of good young running backs in the uh, AFC South. Derrick Henry, Marlon Mack, Leonard Fournette, Dante Foreman. Give me a stat line prediction for Des Bryant at San Francisco. Six for 72 and a score. Uh, yeah, six for 90, 93 and a score. Pull up his game logs here. Um, I'm going to go 4 for 59 and a score. Always the low man on Dez and out of the group. Who you guys got winning this one? Franchise versus Seawolves. Don't make it too hard. Wolves. 
Yeah, gonna be the Wolves. Alright. Sure versus Papa Kaz. Park versus Patriots. Kick it off with Sure's team. Austin Safarian Jenkins. Top 10 rest of the season. True or false? True. <laughs> Tight ends are abysmal. True. <laughs> yeah, I think it is true. Until, I think it's until he gets in trouble with the line, cops but again. It's going to be true. <laughs> yeah. Um, Shane, true or false? Austin Safarian Jenkins scored a touchdown last week. A second touchdown. True, he did. Me and Eddie, thought, me and Eddie thought no. Like we're the only two dudes in the country that thought yeah. that was right. That ball was moving, dude. I thought he crossed just in time. Yeah. Well, sorry to hear that, everyone. Mike Greenberg had a big rant on that. Don't care. The Jets shouldn't want to win that game. Like you're not, <laughs> you're not going to the playoffs. They've already won too many. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, they should fire... I joked about it before, but they should fire Bowles because he's winning. Like, they don't want that. Um, We briefly talked about him, but for Papa Kaz's team, do we like Tevin Coleman this week against the Patriots at New England? Sure do. Um, I never liked Tevin Coleman. No? Just... Are you a guaranteed touches guy? Or are you, like... Very pro Freeman. What's your reasoning for that? Just curious. I just don't think he gets enough touches to like the guy. I mean, if you're down with liking a guy that's going to get seven touches, eight touches, then go for it. But I'm not going to say I like a guy that's going to get seven or eight touches. He's had at least ten in every game this year, except for actually two games this year he hasn't had ten. So I think for a flex play, you're good with ten. It's just unfortunate that... Um, he's got to be his RB2 this week, but I think of all the running backs he could have gotten from Spears, I think he's probably the best one and has the most upside out of all of them. So I thought that was a good move. Yeah, I mean, obviously I don't think anyone's too excited about starting him as an RB2 on your team, but, I mean, he's a guy that you saw into your flex two and say I probably have the best flex two in the league. I mean, or at least one of the best. Yeah, C.J. Persis expected to play this week um, and still a mere duel lurking around on that team. So there are some running backs there. Um, but Coleman may actually be the best one of the bunch with Jonathan Stewart. So still a significantly improved roster, um, I think, for the Patriots than what they saw a week or two ago. Um who wins, Sure versus Papa Kaz? Um, man. I'm going to go with Sure. I'm going to go with Papa Kaz. And a very low scoring game. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, seeing a lot of points. I'm going to take Papa Kaz too. Shane, you still pick him to win every week, even though you hate him. I don't hate him. I love the Patriots. I love Papa Gus. I'm just kidding. <laughs> In my opinion, he made a really bad trade. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. I can hate you guys. <laughs> Spears versus Bowl. Ice cream versus Weevils. I wonder if Spears will get Aaron Rodgers out of his quarterback position. What do you guys think? 
Um, who has a better game this week? Speaking of Packers, Jordy Nelson or Ty Montgomery? Um, uh, Montgomery, and I don't feel good about it. I just think the Saints secondary is better than their run, run stopping. Yeah, Saints defense seems to kind of figure it out a little bit here. So that's. They're not as bad as we thought or as bad as they played the first couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Montgomery. Sake of the question, but... I'm going to go Montgomery, too. I think he gets back up in the maybe 15-touch range <coughs> after only having 11 last week. Um, he is a volume guy. I don't think he's ever going to be a per-yard guy, but... I think they have to lean on him a little more now uh, with Rodgers being out. Now, I have definite concerns about Jordy Nelson and DeMarco Murray, so um, those two guys make me nervous. And I think Montgomery's going to have to really step it up for them on this team uh, unless they can move some guys around to add a player. So with Rodgers out, Nelson takes a huge hit, um, and Murray's just been a little dinged up all year, so... Um, all right, let's go over to the Bull Weevils. Uh, what was I going to ask about their team? Is Adam Thielen a legit wide receiver too? Because he's playing like one. Yes, he is. <clears throat> Probably just outside for me. I think he's in that like 25 to 30 range. Diggs is going to miss so many games that he's going to get huge boosts. I wish I remembered the stat. I wish I could remember the stat I saw this week. It's like, I think there's only one one or two wide receivers that in the last year um, have had at least five catches and six-plus targets in every game, and I think he was the guy. It's, it's some ridiculous stat. So... He looks like Caleb Fick, dude. <laughs> if you pull up his picture on uh, ESPN, looks like Caleb. But I like feeling a lot. Good matchup against Baltimore secondary. Uh, heavy candidate to be in my Vandal lineup this weekend. Who you guys got winning Spears versus Bowl? I also like your point, Ed, about Diggs missing games. That's a real thing. Also. I'm also going to take Spears. Uh, hold on, let me look at that again. I'm taking Bull. Changing my pick. Alright, Mick versus Ed. Very intriguing matchup. Two, three, and three teams. On the cusp of breaking through. Um, Mick really making a push at this thing now. Eddie already made his move. Getting LaShawn McCoy. Making the big waiver wire splash for the top D in the league right now. Start off with Mick's team. Do we feel like Jordan Howard's back as a top 10 running back in the league? I'm starting to, yeah. I'm starting to feel pretty good about him. He's uh, running pretty hard. I think his shoulders hold him back, though. I think if he gets that right, he's going to be even better. 
Yeah, I do. Uh, and I think it's going to just get better now that Trubisky's playing. I think I kind of like uh, Mitch Palooza. Yeah, I knew you'd be a big fan of him. I think he's, he's going to be okay. Yeah. He definitely isn't scared. You can see that. There's no fear out there running around like golf had last year. So, what were you smiling about, Ed? I said I think he stinks. <laughs> um, I don't know. He came in the first game that he played. First drive, like he left full right and throw to the left hash, <laughs> and that's that's awful. There's a little gunslinger in him. A little gunslinger in him. So. <laughs> It doesn't look like he's scared. So Jordan Howard's workload lately started off week three against the Steelers. 23 carries and five catches, 28 total touches. Against Green Bay, 20 total touches. Minnesota, 19. Last week, 37 touches. Um, That's top ten right there. You could gain Cedric Benson like yards per carry and <laughs> you're going to do some things. So... Um, yeah, 28 I think, carries I think for 64 yards. <laughs> yeah, he was the, he was the 27 for 51. That was that was said, Benson. Maybe a score. You were always, you always needed that score. Um, zero catches for zero yards. <laughs> <laughs> only to be outdone by Ben Jarvis and Green Ellis a couple of years later. So, all right, any D that we have more confidence in this week than the. Haguars. I haven't looked. Um, well, do you like the, no, Se- do you like the Seahawks against the Giants, or do you like the Jaguars against the Colts? You said you like them, Ed, or Steiny? Yeah, I think it's the Jags. I'm not confident in the Seahawks traveling across. <clears throat> I think so too. I think I like the Jags best. Fifty four hundred, pretty salty on Vandal though. I can't, I can't get behind that. I don't think I have a problem with Minnesota either. <clears throat> against Baltimore, yeah, against Baltimore, it's good. They were missing Anthony Barr though. <clears throat> That's all right. His pass rushing and Flacco can't do anything, so he can't move, literally at all. Who wins, Mick versus Ed? It's a, a pretty big matchup here. Two pretty good teams. Um, going to go with the big dog. I think Ed gets it done. Close. Yeah. I think there's a big mismatch at the defense spot, so I'm going to take myself. Yeah, right now uh, Mick has no one in there. So <laughs> big 13-point swing right now projected by ESPN. So I'm going to take Ed on that account as well. Hopefully... You know, hopefully Ed's, Mick can... Uh, Ed's going to be sweating this one out, I think, Monday night, though. Can be close. Monday night is... You like that in Jeffrey versus Ertz. Oh, yeah. That's right, Ertz... One of them sweats and one of them doesn't. <clears throat> Ertz will solve the tight end puzzle for the curtain. All right, me versus Fegley. I think another pretty good matchup. Uh, give me a Julio Jones stat line prediction at New England. Dan Quinn came out this week and said that he is kind of annoyed with Julio's usage so far. 
this year. <laughs> I like that. Oh, God, you're trying to kill him. <laughs> New England's defense is terrible. I, I understand. <laughs> Nine for 135 and score. Um, I'll go eight for 103 and a score. Are you guys worried about Len Fournette's ankle injury and the usage so far this year? He has been... Um, abused, I think is the word I wanted to, I wanted to use. <clears throat> is there a new ankle injury or is just the old one? The one he suffered last week. I didn't know that he did. Yeah, he left the game on a non-contact ankle injury. Mm, not concerned. You're not concerned? No, I tried to be at the beginning of the year. I was wrong. <clears throat> and I'll admit that I was wrong. Dude's... You're cool with 130 carries in six games for a rookie running back? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, this guy's a horse. The hell else a... yeah, that's why they got him. He's a horse. I'm not concerned. He's a freak. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. He's really good. What are they gonna do? Trust Chris Ivory to carry the load? Dude, they he had a monster game last week. Because <clears throat> yeah, he caught like fifteen balls or something. It was just something stupid. Fournette's on pace for three hundred and eighty-seven touches this year. Just just to let you guys know. So who else are they gonna give the ball to? <laughs> uh, yeah, they're not gonna let Blake Bortles throw it. So <laughs> I just feel like a guy with that's had some dings and nicks like he's had. That's not the best recipe, but. If you, I, th- I actually think the Jags window is not very long. So no, it's absolutely actually not. your window in the NFL is never long. You win no. when you can. So his window as a running back is probably what like four or five years, maybe. But, yeah, I'm I'm worried about it from Fegley's standpoint though because he may get hurt. <laughs> so all right, who wins? Me versus Fegley, Clan versus Desert Dogs. <clears throat> I'm gonna go with the Desert Dogs close in the highest scoring match for the week. <laughs> always. I live in the 80s, but that's always me in the highest scoring <laughs> match for the week. I'm looking at these matchups, and you're gonna put up 135. <laughs> <laughs> I literally hate your guts. Eddie, who wins? I'm going to take the clan. I think I like his matchups better. I'll take myself because there's no reason not to. <laughs> um, Stein versus Butler. Spotlight matchup of the week. Brought to you by... We need a sponsor for this segment. Who do you guys want to sponsor this segment? Maybe I'll talk to the boss. See if Dallas Data can sponsor the spotlight segment of the week. Um... Two good teams, two former roommates, two former rivals, beer pong partners, the best hand-eye coordination I've ever seen in my life from these two guys. (laughs) Games of chance, games of skill. 
these guys got it all. So you're going to a, you're going to some carnival games. You <laughs> want to have me and Butler? Yeah, around. absolutely. Here, so funny story about Butler. He came over like a week and a half ago to watch the four o'clock games. Um, my son is now a Duke basketball fan. Started talking to Emmett about Duke basketball, and Emmett's really into like having a favorite team in every sport right now. Um, <laughs> Libby's driving Emmett home from daycare the other day, and Emmett out of nowhere said, "Mommy, I have to call Uncle Kevin when I get home and tell him that Duke's my favorite basketball team." <laughs> so, everything I've worked for in my life was officially ruined in one afternoon <laughs> um, of having Butler around my kid. So. I just thought that was funny. He also told Kevin that day that police officers help animals. So, they help animals? Yeah. Because one of his teachers at school told him that they rescue dogs. That's what police officers do. So. Fair enough. All right, Stein, your team. When these players are at their best, who is the most consistent at their position? Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, Kareem Hunt, or Cameron Newton? Antonio Brown. Brown. It's not close. I think it's Brown, too. Um, I mean, obviously, Kareem of the Crop has been a uh, consistent monster this year at running back, but it's such a small sample size. And... Gronk is cool and everything, and we love Gronk, but I guess it, when you preface it with when at their best, Gronk's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I think that rifles the term consistency, though. I think they all have some question marks. I mean, Cam's been, we've seen in the last couple of years, like, can just go haywire at any time. Yeah. Um, Brown, you got to worry about Ben being healthy. Or good. Uh, or good. <laughs> um, and then, obviously, Gronk, just the health concerns. All of that. <clears throat> AB is the answer, though. Eddie, I put this in here. I wanted you to hit us with the AB stat. I, I was just going to say, I wish I could remember what it was. Something like his 70-game stretch. 70-game stretch, he's averaged 100 yards per game. Um, or it might have been 60 games. And seven. the best... Jerry Rice ever did in this 70 game stretch was 97 yards per game. <laughs> so, and then Eddie prefaced that up with, y'all mother effers want to wonder if he's the best in the league right now. He's the best of all time. Uh. What? Uh, I don't think I said it like that, but that's legit. Probably not. You, I may have added a little bit of spice to that, but. Um, Alright, question for Butler's team. Does Melvin Gordon have a legit shot to finish as RB1 for the whole league? Number one? Yes, number RB1 at the end of the season. I guess you guys would like a breakdown of where that stands right now, huh? Right um, now, right now, Mel Gordon's fourth. Yeah, he's behind Hunt, Bell, and Fournette. And he is 23 points behind Hunt. He's behind... Hunt, Gurley, and Fournette. Uh, yeah, you're right. Hunt, Gurley, and Fournette. Sorry. Um, I'll take the field. That wasn't the question, but that's fine. He said, does he have a shot? Yeah. Uh, theoretically, there's probably like 14 guys that have a shot. 
Um, it's a legit. I said legit shot. That whittles that fourteen down to eight. Uh, no, I'll I'll take the other seven. Yeah, he has a shot, but uh, I'm gonna take Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> um, as a guy, I think it's gonna be RB one, but he's got a shot. I'm gonna stick with Kareem of the Crop Hunt. I think uh, I think he's got the best chance to be number one. He's there right now. You gotta love being the running back in the Andy Reid offense. So, but man, I, I'm glad I have Sharkandra Quest on my bench right I now. I like Mel G though too. I like Melvin Gordon. I think uh, the usage is there, <laughs> and I actually think he looks good this year. He's not touchdown dependent like he was. Last I was year. thinking the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching this weekend. I was gonna text him and be like, "Man, I don't think he's touchdown dependent anymore." No, he actually looks like he can good. move and be athletic and stuff, and not just run three yards into the line every play. All right, who wins among the two highest scoring teams in the week? Not only for the whole season, but they also have the highest averages amongst all the teams. Who wins? But it's close. Uh, I just like the fact that he has a better quarterback matchup. I think Brady's going to have a big game against Atlanta. But you're projected to win right now by ESPN by 10. That is correct. Uh, I just like his... I think Brady puts up at least 30. <clears throat> Ed? Um, I'm going to go with Shane. I'm also going to go with Shane because I legitimately do not think a team that starts Randall Cobb, Aaron Jones, Danny Amendola, Jason Whitten, and Chris Hogan can beat the AFC and NFC Pro Bowl team. So, that's Shane's roster. He's just got the Pro, the Pro Bowl team over there. <laughs> might be the, You're the worst. It might be the best roster I've ever seen. You're the worst. You are the absolute Dude, you worst. have like, alright, you have Peterson's a Hall of Famer, Gronk's a Hall of Famer, Brown's a Hall of Famer, Kareem Hunt's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> You, like you have, it should be the you should change your team to the Canton Busts, and so you should change your team name to be. You're a dick. <laughs> I'm gonna take Stein. Stein gets the win. Sorry, Rev. All right, rapid fire. You guys ready? Alright, <clears throat> Dak at San Francisco or Mariota at Cleveland. Take Marcus because everybody scores on Cleveland. <clears throat> Bigger game: Zeke at San Francisco or Shady versus the Bucks. Uh, give me Shady. Kawhi Alexander's not healthy. I think that's huge. Shady. I'll take Zeke. 
Bigger game this week, Julio at New England or AB versus Cincinnati? Uh, Julio. Julio. This feels like his 300-yard game. I'm going to take Julio, too. This feels like first-quarter injury to me now. Bigger upside as a streaming tight end this week, David Njoku versus Tennessee or Nick O'Leary versus Tampa Bay? Come on, man. Um, question. You told me that Joku was a freak athlete, so I'm going to give it a joke. Yeah, I'll do the same. I'm going to also take in Joku. It was really hard to find streaming tight ends this week. And I don't like changing the questions because that's more typing that I have to do. More likely to be top 20 this week. Devontae Adams versus New Orleans or Bunches of Funches at Chicago? Funches. Ooh, wow, that's a good one. Um, Funches, I think. I'll take Devontae Adams because Funches stinks. He's terrible. Yeah, he's bad. But, uh, backup QB. Which, uh, which quarterback are you more likely to run out there in FanDuel if you had to pick between only these two? Phil Rivers versus Denver or Blake Bortles at Indianapolis? Bortles. Uh, Matt Ryan. So I'm starting. <laughs> um, Bortles. I'm running Rivers out there because he owns the owns the Broncos. Keenan Allen's getting in the end zone, right? I feel like he gets every, he every time they play the Broncos. He should. Um, better game. Better game. Better game this week. Delaney at Cleveland or Gronk versus Atlanta. Delaney for me too first thing I do every week in FanDuel is pick the tight end that's playing the Browns <laughs> who's more likely to be top 5 at season end Gurley or Fournette Fournette softer in division games Gurley better I'm going to take Fournette too because Gurley's schedule is miserable down the stretch he may end up being on the trade block by the time that comes So yeah right Dude, chess pieces. Yeah, right. He's the only one that you're ever stuck to. <laughs> um, all right. Bold predictions. None. <laughs> Should we get right to the two for ones and the best bets? I think Do whatever bold, you want. Bold predictions is going to be eliminated, I think. That's run its course. It was a good two and a half year run with the bold predictions. We need something. Think, uh, we need something new. Fegley was the one that delivered that to us. Maybe you can give us something new. Two for one, Ed. <clears throat> for those that don't know, the two for one are two underdogs that Eddie likes against the spread, but he also likes them to win outright. Oh uh, man, it's tough. This, huh? How'd you do last week? You hit on. He hit on the Steelers. They were in there, right? He had the, he had the Pennsylvania two for one. He hit on both of them. Yeah. Seven and three on the year. Dude, there's nothing good this year. Uh, this week. <clears throat> nothing good at all. Broncos plus one? Sure. They might be the only dog worth having this week. 
There's a lot of bad NFL matchups this week. You don't like the Falcons getting points? Um, that's the only other one that my eye, but I don't think I'm going to do. Oh, God, it's bad. Just do, uh, just do the Cardinals. Three and a half over the Rams. Cardinals plus three and a half, you said? Yeah. I can get behind that one. Yeah. I think they're rounding into form here. Larry's putting the team on his back. Alright, uh, now... I took him out of my fan to a 12.55 last week. <laughs> our top three <laughs> best bets of the week. Um, let's see. Last week, I went 2-1. and one. Shane went 1-2. and two, And Eddie went 0-3. All right. I had to make it a race. It was getting out of hand early. <laughs> what's that? What's that Titans line? Six. Well, I got the Titans minus six. What's the Seahawks? Five and a half. Yeah. And the Vikings. Five and a half. All right. Those are my three. Titans minus six. Hawks minus five and a half. Vikings minus five and a half. I will bet against the Giants on this thing every week until they lose. Because <laughs> they have no business winning football games. Uh, I'll go with my block of the week as the Redskins. What are they getting at? Five? You just love going against the Eagles. I do. Four and a half. Four and a half. I'll Ooh. still take it. Um, this, this one just feels like the Eagles are going to let everyone down this week, doesn't it? No. Big, no. big game Monday night. No. no, no, no. Their second time playing already this year, right? Yeah, not at home. Did they already play once this year? They did. Yeah, I watched Kirk Cousins running from ghosts. That front seven destroyed him. <clears throat> Even when they weren't there, he was running. Don't forget right, about well, don't blunt force trauma. Give me some skins there. <laughs> uh. We just we just solidified that for shame. <laughs> give me skins heavy. <laughs> Um, I'll take the Ravens. You're the you're the worst out of all of us. Don't worry about it. It's early. You're making it sound like you. Oh well, if you guys like the Eagles, then I'm definitely picking against them because I'm better than you guys. Ooh, we're going what, opposite. At what point did I say any of that? Get it off was, my back. It was implied. Give me the Ravens. <laughs> give me the skins and uh, give me. Six. Yes, sir. It's hefty. Hundley's a bum. Sure is. <laughs> um, and he looks awful in a helmet too. He looks like Bruno Mars. <laughs> what? He looks like Bruno Mars. He looks like Paul Krause in a helmet. <laughs> like a helmet. And uh, give me the Jags again. Three and a half. That's robbery, I feel like. The Colts aren't three and a half points worse than anyone. They're like they should be getting six every game. 
That was a good one that you came up with today, Ed. <clears throat> Luck re-injured his shoulder when he first read the playbook and page one was their roster. <laughs> Had a setback when he flipped the, the guys he was playing with. He was like, wait, uh, still on the team? Gonna, oh, God. They're going to have to amputate his arm at some point, right? Like, that's this is where we're getting to at this point. Dude's never going to play again. He should just sit out for two years, preserve his career a little bit longer, keep the wear and tear off until they actually get something around him. It's a shame. Um, all right. I'm sure he's good. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. The roster was no better when he took them to the AFC Championship, so... Shine. Yeah, I'm sure. You're sure he's good. good. Yeah, he's good. Um, all right, Shane, you excited for this week? Absolutely, man. <laughs> Crossover play. Middle of the season right now, week seven. I mean, midway point of the regular season. Can't get any better than this. Everyone bunched up. <laughs> Two games. First place to last place. Exciting time. Feels like a Saturday at the Masters. <laughs> oh yeah, moving Someone, day. Someone's got to start moving. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we, will we have a seller next week? I guess that depends on me. Um, looking forward to having that opportunity. So, yeah, you kind of you kind of sparked my ears there when you said Fegley was going to sell if he loses. Yeah, there's no, some, one, no yeah. one's dealing with the weak dick. <laughs> There's some guys to be had there, though, and there's some money to be had for Anthony, so. I was the league dick at the draft, but you somehow passed me. Yeah. That's because he, pick, cool. he picked on the old guy in the league. That's why. Pup cause. Let's bury the hatchet over <laughs> a few beers. <laughs> Feels like you already buried it in his back. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. On that note. Oh, man. This, I have to ask Mama Kaz if she still likes you, because that's when you know you're in trouble. Oh, yeah. If she doesn't like me, then I'm just screwed. <laughs> All right. This is Week 7 Fantasy Football Podcast, Sons of Fantasy, brought to you by Red Triangle Sports. Thanks to Eddie and Shane for joining me. I'm your host, Matt Kozlowski, the Desert Dog. First place Desert Dog, looking to go 5-2 and two this week. Talk to you guys next week.